What if there was a different way to live and work? Beyond the hustle and hype. Beyond the never-ending race to get more, do more, be more. A way that's grounded, intuitive, intentional, and in line with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Wellpreneur with me, your host, Amanda Cook. Together, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. I invite you to plant your feet on the earth, slow down, tune in, and get ready to create a life of meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Wellpreneur Online Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Cook. And I'm so glad you're here joining me this week and every week because we're talking about how to build our wellness businesses online. And as you know, on the show, I like to have a real blend of experts that can provide real expert advice about how to build your online business and then also real wellpreneurs. So people that are actually running online wellness businesses that will take us kind of behind the scenes and let us see how they really run their business. And that's what I've got for you this week. This week, we've got Heather Rampola on the show, and Heather is really going to share how she started off in her corporate career and then transitioned to starting just focusing on raw foods and now has developed her business to offer online programs and one-on-one coaching and also a blog where she does recipe development and also a podcast. And Heather is going to share with us a lot of really great tips for getting started, how she started to build her email list, how she figured out exactly what her niche should be, and really what she does to get the word out about her business online. So I think you're really going to like it. But just before we jump into this interview with Heather, I just wanted to mention something that I've been working on. Maybe some of you have seen it already, but I actually spent a long time pulling together a page on my website that has all of my very favorite resources and tools for wellpreneurs. So if you're looking for ways to automate your social media, where to host your website, how to run webinars, how to do landing pages, how to communicate with clients, productivity tools, all of those great tips and tricks and resources that I love and use and recommend to my friends and clients, I've centralized them all onto one page on my website, which is available at wellpreneuronline.com slash tools. So I definitely recommend checking that out and seeing if there's any new tools that you might want to pick up to help you make your business more efficient and effective and just more fun to work on. Now, as always, you can get all the links to everything that Heather and I talk about in the show notes, which are available at wellpreneuronline.com slash 49. And there you'll be able to get links to Heather's website, as well as all the other resources that we talk about during this episode. So let's jump into this interview with Heather Rampola. Hi, Heather. Thanks for joining me on the show today. Hi, Amanda. I'm so excited to be here. So Heather, I was really looking forward to having you on because I love when I can bring on a a wellness entrepreneur that's so willing to share their story and share what's worked for them and and what's not worked for them and the lessons that they've learned. And I know you have a, a ton of really juicy things to share around this. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I have so much stuff I just can't wait to share with you guys. Awesome. So Heather, I was wondering if you could start off. I know that you're kind of a corporate escapee, like I I got away. (laughs) Yeah. And I've done this transition from crazy, stressful corporate job into, into this new world of health and well-being. So can you kind of give us a little overview of your story and, and how you got to where you are today with your business? Yeah. 
I am definitely a creative in the body of a type A or vice versa, however you want to say it. So there's part of me that kind of struggles with both or being both. I was in the corporate world and there was a huge part of me that loved what I was doing. I loved, I was in um, retail banking and I was assistant vice president at a local community bank. And I love the idea of connecting with entrepreneurs who were successful and also getting those on my team to believe in themselves and to grow themselves personally and professionally. So there were things that I loved, but there were parts of it that were kind of not so healthy. It was a very fast paced atmosphere, which lent itself to produce, produce, produce. My schedule was always packed. I couldn't get everything done. There was tons of paperwork that I just felt swallowed in. So eventually I just knew that I needed to slow down and my body was just not giving me any other option. And then add on top of that, I was also, I am, still am a homeschooling stepmom. So I was homeschooling, coming up with curriculum. I was helping my husband with his business. So I was doing so many different hats that I knew that I needed to slow down because I wasn't honoring any part of me creative, whatever I'm trying to say, creatively any longer. And it was just too much. Mm-hmm. So I guess you discovered health coaching and, and went to, actually, is that what you did? And then you went to school for that and decided to start your own business? Or how no, actually, it's kind of a funny story. My husband was looking at different options for his health and researching different things. And we stumbled across raw foods. Mm-hmm. And I reluctantly got into raw foods. I didn't want to have anything to do with it at first because I thought it was too extreme. And I begged, I cried, I pleaded anything to convince my husband to not do this. And he's like, you know what, honey, that's fine. You don't have to do this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'll make my own dinners. You just do your own thing. I know you've got so much on your plate. And when he put it like that, I was like, well, dang it. You know, well, fine. I'll agree to it and I'll do it for three months. And I didn't think he was going to last for the three months trial period to test this out. But lo and behold, he actually did. And during that three months, I actually fell in love with eating more fresh fruits and vegetables and the way that it improved my health, my adult acne, my hormones, my ability to manage stress. So there were some huge improvements. Also my ability to maintain my weight, which had always been up and down. So those are just a few examples. And I learned so much during that transition of, Like, what do you mean I don't like cook any of my food? (laughs) So I learned how to incorporate more fresh fruits and vegetables, which I think there's such a disconnect in the world today. Like we know we're supposed to be eating healthier and adding in more fresh fruits and vegetables, but nobody really breaks it down and tells you how. So Mm -hmm. that's when I knew, okay, I have this skill set. I love to teach. I love to bring play and simplicity in. And I knew this is something that I had to share with other people. So that's how I got started. So when you first started your business and, you know, first put up your first website, what was the angle of the business? Like, were you teaching all raw food at that time? So my first website, it was pretty, like, <laughs> embarrassing looking back at it. But it I didn't know how to make my own website. I didn't really know. And so much had changed from, you know, like maybe six years ago when I had just for fun, when nobody had a website, I had my own website. Things had changed so much technology wise that when I was ready to do it professionally, I didn't know what I was doing. So slowly I got on my team a web designer. And through that, I started to do guest blog posting and I started to take courses. But 
being the raw food, I realized that that, it took me a while to realize this, but raw foods wasn't truly what my passion was. And as a result of that, it prevented me from really putting myself out there until I realized that that's not exactly the angle that I wanted to approach. Oh, that's really interesting. And I kind of want to dig into that a bit. Why did you feel like you had to do raw food? Because that's what I was living at the time. Like I was eating raw foods. And I think not to bash on raw the raw food community because there's so much I gained from it, but it can be very militant in the sense that if you don't eat 100% raw, then you're not a raw foodist or you are vegan. So it's either vegan or no vegan. It's, it's like football teams here in America. Like you're either on one side or you're not. And I was just much more of, I guess you could say the word hippie, where I was like, we have common ground here. We can all get along. And it's not about perfectionism as it is about adding more of the good stuff. And when we do that, that's when we see health changes. And that's what my mission was. That's what my passion was. So what were some of the signs you were seeing in your business and also just in yourself, like in your gut checks and just like how you were feeling, but and also definitely what you're seeing in your business that were kind of indicating that this wasn't the direction you should go in? Yeah, I had started to hire some coaches for me as far as helping me get my branding down and my message. And one of them in particular is like, girl, you just need to get selling. Like you're not selling anything. (laughs) So I realized then that the reason that I wasn't selling anything was because I wasn't 100% committed to the message that I was trying to preach. I was trying to be something that I really wasn't. And once I got clear on that, then selling was really easy. Were you trying to sell and it just wasn't selling or were you just holding yourself back and not selling Uh, as you should do? Yeah, I was holding myself back. I'd have all these ideas of things that I wanted to do, but I wouldn't put them out. Does that sound familiar to anyone out there? (laughs) I know that definitely happens when you find yourself really procrastinating around something. And there's usually some reason. Like, is there some underlying fear or it's not really authentic or aligned for you or it just doesn't feel like the right direction your business should be going in? Yeah, it's really good to probe into that and ask those questions. So Heather, how did you, once you discovered that just focusing on raw foods wasn't the right fit for you, how did you go about making that shift? And and what's your business like now? Yeah, so it's been a journey because, you know, you become an identity to a certain food philosophy. Like we become kind of preachers in the sense of, like I said, a food philosophy. So it took a lot of inward work to realize and to let go of some of that and the stigma of, okay, I've already preached this is what I am to say, okay, like I'm taking a step back and not feeling like a failure. So I guess that was the first part. And then the next part was just being unashamed. You know what? This is what I believe. This is what I am. And I'm just going to share it. And I didn't know if I was going to lose followers. I didn't know if like people would start to just like at a mass load, like unsubscribe from my mailing list. So I had to come to terms with just being me. And if people didn't resonate with that or like it, that it was perfectly okay for them to go on to something different. Give us kind of a, a glimpse into what your business looks like now. And, and you don't need to go into the details of all the products because we can people can go check those out on your site. But I'm just curious, like, what's the different types of things that you sell, like products and services? Yeah, what I do today is I do seasonal detoxes and I tend to do it in a way that's just focusing on adding 
more fresh foods versus perfectionism. I know that sometimes the word detox can scare people off because I think it's like intense with green powders and all that. But it's more of just an idea of I'm going to step into this for a week. I'm going to actually make meals at home and I'm going to try new things. I'm going to learn about it. So it's it's not about perfectionism as it is more about play and community. So there's a lot of transformation that happens for ladies who do that. And that is one of my favorite ways to work with people. I've done one-on-one coaching with ladies and I love to do that, but I really, really love to do the group coaching. So one of the programs that I also offer is called A Loving Approach to Stubborn Weight Loss. And that's a group coaching program where we learn not so much about the diet, because I think so many times we try diet and we fall off of it again. And there's a lot of failure that comes along with that. So this is more about not necessarily what do I make and how do I make it, but it's much more about doing the inward work and the mindset to loving our body and being in love with our self and our life. Mm-hmm. I love that. And is all of your work online or do you ever work with clients in person? Right now, it is totally 100% online. In the past, I did, which is it's kind of crazy. It's part of the journey, I think, when you're doing a business. When I first started, I thought I wanted to work with people just locally, but it was difficult because I also homeschool. And so I've got the girls at home. My husband works from home. So there was challenges with my schedule to be available for those things too. And so I thought in the beginning, oh, I'll do raw chocolate and I'll make it for local places around town. And I realized I don't like mass producing a particular food or being a chef. Like, although I love recipe creation, that mass production of one idea wasn't my thing. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think also as we're talking to other people about our businesses, they'll give us ideas. Like people are always (laughs) saying for me with Vintage Amanda, which is my natural beauty business, why aren't you producing products? You should really produce your products. And, And probably that's what people were telling you too. Like if you've got amazing recipes, why don't you start producing and selling food? And actually it's such a big, you've got to know yourself. And there's such a big difference between creating a recipe and posting it on your blog or in your detox versus producing on a schedule repeatedly the same thing over and over. And some people are awesome at that. And some people, that's not what they want to do. That's true. You can't be swayed by other people pushing you or, you know, making all these helpful, quote, helpful suggestions for your business. Yeah, I guess people kind of do that with parenting too, right? They tell you exactly what you do, need to do to raise your kids. But yeah, with business, that happens as well. You know, not only it didn't make sense with my particular idea of what success was. So I had to let it go. And once I did, again, it just, I felt lighter and my productivity and the things that I wanted to do increased and soared. And I enjoyed it so much more. Ooh, I like that you said it didn't fit with my idea of what success was. Yeah. So what is your idea for success? You know, it took me a while to realize this. And again, I I had to go through some work with a coach to realize this. But I thought, okay, coming from corporate, my ideal of success had to do with the money. Like I wanted to make more money than what I was in corporate. And she's like, well, why? Why do you want to do that? Like, what will that bring? Where did you get that number from? And through that work, I realized it's just a number, you know, like it's just a number that I made up. And although I believe in abundance and calling and money and 
you know, putting goals out there, I realized that that's not really what I wanted. It not, was not going to bring me the happiness or this idea of being successful. For me, the whole reason I left corporate was so I could slow down and that I could be with my two stepdaughters while they're still home before they grow and leave the house and to be more playful and creative. So for me, a success is not so much about money, although I believe that's part of it. It's much more about having flexibility in my schedule to, you know, like if one of the girls has questions about their assignment that I can be available. So for me, that means I can't do back-to-back like one-on-one coaching. I have to set some boundaries in my schedule when it comes to working with clients. So I still have time to be open and available to my family. I'm glad you brought up again about the girls and the homeschooling because I'd love to know just about time management. Like how do you get this stuff done and how do you decide what you're going to work on? Yeah. Just before we started recording, you were saying that because you're doing that homeschooling, it's forced you to slow down because mm-hmm. you you just can't work, you know, 12 hours a day or something. Yeah. So, so how has that worked for you? How have you managed to still get a lot done while, you know, not working crazy hours? Sometimes it can be hard because I am very ambitious and I love achieving particular goals. But I know that I'm doing my, quote, job right when one of them can approach me and tell me a funny story and we can laugh together because I'm not too stressed out about having to get on a call in 10 minutes or like so focused on getting a project done that I can actually disconnect, take a deep breath and actually give them my 100% to listen to a story. So there are times where it's a challenge because I am ambitious. I think the number one thing that I could just say is just giving myself me time. That when I start out my day, I'm not like, okay, I've got this and this and this to do and nobody come interrupt me because I'm going to get this done no matter what. But when I take time for myself, whether that's going for a walk around in the neighborhood or sitting outside, um, we live on a lake and maybe just have a cup of tea and just sit and be that when I do things like that, I feel lighter and I feel lighter in my schedule and I approach my to-do list in a much different way. And it feels like I can breathe versus, okay, just what's next, what's next, what's next, which is really what I left the corporate world for. Mm-hmm. How do you prioritize and decide what it is that you that you really want to work on and focus on in your limited time? Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is that I have to enjoy what it is that I'm doing. If it's not enjoyable, then it's almost like, what's the point? What's the point of me doing all these hours or doing the work that I do? So I always go back to my why. And the truth is, is that I love doing this work. I love working with other ladies. I love coaching them. I love helping them get to the place that they want to be. But I also love the creativity with coming up with new ideas. So staying connected to my why is a huge thing. There's certain tasks that I don't enjoy, then I'll see if I can pass them off. Or I also try to bulk them together, like with my podcast. Sometimes there's a lot of different parts of it that go into just producing one podcast. Or like, for example, with coming up with a recipe, It sounds like so much fun and it really is, but there's different steps. There's the formatting of the recipe, there's the photography of the image, there's the marketing, there's putting it on the website. So there's there's different aspects to all the things that we do. So what I try to do is bulk or batch some of these things for greater productivity. Awesome. So I'd love to shift a little bit now and talk about one of my favorite subjects, which is online marketing. I'd love to know, I know you run this podcast, Fresh Eats Radio. 
And I'd love to know what you do in terms of marketing. So, you know, have you got a blog and a podcast? Do you use social media, newsletters? What's marketing look like for you? Yes. Okay. I definitely have an email newsletter and I definitely send that out once a week to those who are subscribed. And I do put that at the bottom of my email newsletter because not everybody on my email newsletter is into podcasting. So I don't focus just on the podcasting aspect, but I do give them teasers because there's so much information, great information packed into the podcast. So I try to expose those who are new to podcasting to what's in there. I also um, schedule on social media. So that includes Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And I don't think I'm forgetting one because it always feels like there's another social media outlet out there. Yeah, so those are the three that I focus on. And then Pinterest as well, but I tend to do that in bulk because that, that can be a lot to do on every single episode. So again, bulking. I share it with those who are being interviewed and then they share it with their people. They share it on their social media. They share it on their email newsletter. And so each time I do another episode, it grows. And then also on iTunes, it's syndicated there. So that's, you know, its own following in a sense. I'm always curious because blogging seems so much more widespread than podcasting. Podcasting's gaining momentum now, but it's a lot smaller subset of people that do that. So when did you decide to create your podcast? How long have you had it and, and what made you go for that medium? It was, it's been almost a year now that I decided I needed to do podcasting. And it's kind of ironic because I'd never listened to podcasts until I heard Jessica Kupferman's, which she has her podcast, um, Lady Business Radio. Mm-hmm. And she exposed me to the world of podcasting. I never thought that I would do it. And then I listened to her webinar on it and I just knew that I had to. And I'm so glad that I did because it has given me such beautiful connections with other ladies who are in similar fields of what I do and have the similar passions that I do. So I'm not like on this little island by myself that I've got support. I've got a a pool of people that I could bounce ideas off of or ask them questions about on how they run their business. And it really is this sense of sisterhood. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. So that's one of the major benefits of it. Another thing that it's just getting clarity on my voice. It's about being heard. It's about, you know, tuning into myself. And like the same reason we get into business is to help others. And I can do this on a bigger scale than if I just did my blog or if I just did social media. Plus, it's a lot of fun. Mm hmm. Absolutely. And that's actually how we met, right? It was on Facebook. Yes, that's right. Group. Yeah. Obviously, I love podcasts, so, <laughs> but it's rare that people that I have on, they don't usually have a podcast. So that's great to see. Yeah. Love it. You know, we're kind of getting to the end of our chat, but if you had to think about a couple strategies you've used or techniques you've used to market your business that have really been successful online, is there anything that you think's really worked for you that you'd like to share with other wellpreneurs out there? Yeah, I would say that if you're starting out, one of the major things that you want to do and you probably have heard is growing your email list. And at first that can seem really challenging and the the growth might seem kind of slow. So some of the things that I did that I would recommend is I got connected with a local CSA or, you know, farm that has weekly crops and they were in need of somebody to create recipes based on the crops. Because a lot of times what happened is people would sign up for these weekly shares of veggies, but they had absolutely no idea what to do with them. So I would come to the rescue and share like, these are some cool recipes that you can create 
with the foods that you are getting from your farm. And that majorly created a following for me because they were so excited to get that as a resource. So I would say if you can connect with local CSAs or local farms and provide that resource to them, that would be a great way to gain exposure. Mm-hmm. Another one is, I think it comes with getting narrowed down and laser focused on who it is that you're passionate about serving. And for me, it was busy moms. So I connected with a, some very um, popular mom blogs and I gave them free resources to share. And so that also lent itself for me gaining exposure and getting subscribers to my email list. So those are a couple different things to start out with. Such a good tip. Yeah. And basically what both of those are saying is don't try to just pick up audience members one by one. Find somebody that already has your ideal audience and go there, like where they are. So to the CSA or to those popular bloggers or being interviewed on other people's podcasts that already have the listeners that you want. It's a much faster way to to build your email list. That's awesome. Yeah. When you have something to offer, people get so excited about that because you're not just saying, hey, can you send me some subscribers or promote my product? You're like actually offering them something of value. And so I know it might seem scary at first to reach out to people, but they're going to be so excited that you are. Cool. Heather, it's just been awesome talking to you. I really loved our conversation. I think people are going to get a lot of inspiration out of it. So can you let us know where people can learn more about you and your different websites in case they want to contact you and chat more about what you do? Yeah. I mean, I would love to have you tune in to Fresh Eats Radio, my podcast. You'll see the different guests that I interview and learn more about them and maybe get an idea of what podcasting looks like if you're interested. And also my website, which is heatherrampola.com, or if you want to use fresheatsradio.com, it'll also go there. And I would just love for you to, if you just want to subscribe, you can see what it is that I'm doing. And of course, if you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer those. Great. Thanks so much. And I'll put links to all of that that we talked about in the show notes as well so everybody can get them there. Awesome. So thanks so much, Heather, for your time today. My pleasure, Amanda. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Wellpreneur Online Podcast, where I was interviewing Heather Rampola with a behind the scenes look of how she's built and grown her own wellness business online. Now, as always, you can get all of the links that we talked about and links to Heather's website back in the show notes, which are available at wellpreneuronline.com slash 49. And I love to hear what you learn and take away from these episodes. So please tweet me. I'm at Vintage Amanda. And I'd love to hear what you took away from this episode and that you're going to implement in your own business. So until next week, I'm wishing you tons of success and focus in your wellness business. And I hope you have a great week. And I'll see you back here next Monday with the next episode. Bye.